Father, let faith arise as your word enjoins us and exhorts us saying, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And therefore this morning, I pray, Father, even through the voice of man, you will speak, O Lord. You will speak your words. You would, Lord. Father, rot your work in the deepmost parts of the inner man of every one of us who hears. I pray, Lord Jesus, that every one of us will hear not a familiar voice, not a voice with a weird accent, but Lord, your voice, even through all the frailties of man. I pray, Father, that you touch every one of us, Lord. Exhort us, challenge us, rebuke us, chastise us. But Lord, encourage us to stay on that straight and narrow path. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Come at this time into your hands. Anoint each and every one of us to speak and to hear. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Look at Joshua chapter 24. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Whether the gods your father served on the other side of the river or the gods of gods on the of the Amorites in those in whose lands you dwell, but as for me and my house, we know this verse very well. We will serve the Lord. There's a verse <clears throat> in Joshua chapter twenty four, verse fourteen. These are these are the last words of Joshua before um, he passes on. Um, and look at what he has to say. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. This is verse fourteen. Serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. By the way, um, that word serve in this entire chapter comes, repeats itself about 15 times. 16 or 15 times. And uh, Joshua says, serve the Lord, therefore fear the Lord and serve him. And how do we serve him? Sincerity and truth. The two words. The word for sincerity, of course, is the Hebrew word tamam, which means if you can't serve him completely, wholeheartedly, get out. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Okay. If you can't just give him 100%, if you can't give him your everything, but you still are holding back something, this God is not for you. It's very clear. You see, it's very important for us to have zeal. You know, one man of God said, I would rather have one person in my church who has zeal and who makes a lot of mistakes than 10 people in the church who have no zeal and make no mistakes. Because they get the job done. You know, there's a saying in Sanskrit, no? Hariye, sahase. Somebody said something. Very good, okay. Hariye, sahase, Lakshmi. Lakshmi is not Lakshmi Devi. Money. If you want to make money, you have to go all out with whatever risks you're you're taking. 100%. Okay. Uh, All eggs in one basket, if you will. So he's saying, serve the God with complete sincerity, no half measures, otherwise get out. And then he goes on to make a powerful statement. He says, if it seems evil, oh, that's remarkable, isn't it? In other words, we can come to a point in our lives where the word evil, by the way, is rendered in different ways, undesirable. It's undesirable, it's injurious. 
It's hurtful. It's wicked. It's shattering me. If, it think, if you think it's shattering you, it's, in, it's injurious to you. Smoking is injurious, not serving God, by the way. That's statutory warning. But the people continue to smoke and, and don't serve God. That's remarkable. Hurtful. Just says, if it is injurious to you to serve the living God, choose, therefore. What is that? Choose. You know, the word for choice is very interesting. Choice means, you know, we, we know the word. Not choice, something which is precious. Okay. I was served the choicest of the food. Choicest wine. The choicest garments. In other words, he's saying, if this God is not the most precious to you, if he's not that pearl of great price where this man, when he found it, he sold everything that he's got and went after that one pearl. If you don't consider him highly valuable, please get out. <laughs> These are words, you know, those are the last words of Joshua to his people. No half measures, you know. See, when, when my students, when they come to the class, they, they ask me, sir, you know, we have electives in a, in a, in a, in a university. Uh, there are some compulsory electives in, I mean, it's very interesting words we use, compulsory electives, meaning they have several electives and one, one you have to choose. So when they're making the choices, they come to us. You know, prof kaisa hai? How is the prof? Cool prof? Tough prof. So when I was a rookie, you know, and I was floating a course <clears throat> in my university. So rookie meaning I just came and I just took one undergrad course and I was floating this post-graduation course. And uh, it's, it was all over the uh, the portal. And, you know, some of the students were interested and they said, uh, Sir, uh, what should I do to... Get a minimum grade. I mean, they don't use those words. They use euphemisms. Sir, how tough is the course? You know, how, they're different, different kinds of... I said, if you want to come to my course, and if you're not all, not all out, get out. You come to my course, you can't do song and dance. If you get an F, you will get an F. Okay? Because generally, electives, people don't flunk you. You'll get an F, you'll get an F. If you don't perform, get an F. Okay. So, <laughs> so when people come and say, you know what, what do I have to do? Whether I'll get with minimum? Please, this course is not for the minimum. This is a course who, for the people who are going all out. Okay. Who are willing to stay late nights, burn the midnight oil, cord through, through, uh, through nights. If you cannot get the cord, burn and burn and burn till you get the cord. Simple. That is, that is the kind of people people I'm looking for. Otherwise, you know, that's exactly what people in the world also look for, right? What is the minimum I should do to get my salary? Do you, do you ask in the HR interview? Nobody asks. How are you? What a privilege, sir, <laughs> for me to serve in your esteemed company, etc. You see, God's, God's, God says, you see, He says, if you, are, if you do not think that I'm the most precious person in this world, don't serve me. Don't serve me. Because the word choice is very important. You know, it's very interesting. The word choice when it occurs for the very first time in the Bible. We'll come to that later on. Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have said before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore what? Choose life. Let me tell you something. 
All the sovereignty of God we talk about. The sovereignty of God. We love the word sovereignty because somehow if we feel that we are not responsible. Look ma, no hands. No. You see, there are choices in all the things that you're making. There are sovereign, there is a sovereignty of God. There are choices that human beings are making. Okay. So I, I made this, I mean, I'm I, not my statement. It's, it's a cliche almost. It says, can you, we can all read this together. You make your choices and ultimately your choices make you. We heard it several times. It almost sounds like a cliche. You make your choices, but your, ultimately your choices will determine your character. The sovereignty of God, of course. The sovereignty of God in Ruth, that should, Ruth has to become a part of the, of the tribe of Israel. So she, she comes along with Naomi and then she's going, uh, she's like, uh, she comes along with Naomi to Bethlehem and everybody's excited. Oh, Naomi is here. Naomi is here. And they say, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, etc. And uh, Ruth, of course, confesses. She makes a confession saying, wherever you go, etc. And then that day, the next day, or, or I don't know how many days pass. And she says, can I just go and find work in a place where I can find favor? No, think about it, no? If she would have stayed in her home and say, God is sovereign, <laughs> she would never have found. It happened that she walked into Boaz. That was sovereignty of God. The fact that Eliezer met Re- Re- Rebecca at the well was because Rebecca had a choice every day she would make to come to the well and draw water for her family. It was a choice that she was making, but it was a sovereign appointment of God. That's the reason why I made the statement. If you miss, miss the chronological appointments with God, you will miss out on the chirological, the kairos, the moment where God has sovereignly ordained that he will meet you, he will, you will lose because you do not have make, you have not made a practice of making choices every day. You have to make choices. Choices are there. You chose this morning to come. To get up early in the morning. Whatever early that is. Some people say, I sleep early in the morning. We live in those those uh, times where our time system has warped. I mean, really, no, honestly, what a world we are living in. Total warped of... You don't know which time zone we are. <laughs> we are in a suspended time zone. No? Deuteronomy chapter 29. Look at what it says. So that there may be, there may not be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations. And there, are, there may not be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. And so it may not happen when he hears the words of the curse that he blesses himself. In his heart saying, I shall have peace even though I follow the dictates of my own heart. And nothing's going to happen to me. God is sovereign. You see, we make choices. We make choices. This morning it's all about choices. To train our minds so that we can make the choices that God wants us to make. By the way, this is just an aside. It's worthy of noting. If I were to ask you this question, guess, okay? It's a guess. It's a good guess. You can make a good guess. Where do you think the very first time in the Bible, the word choice, the Hebrew word, bakar, bakar, bakar. 
when does it occur and in what context does it, does it occur? If you were, if I were to ask you, what would your answer be? In the context of choosing for yourself, dash. Excuse me? Huh? No. The very, I mean, the law of first mention, right? The first, the, the, the very first time the word choice occurs in the Bible. Okay. Okay. So you're not able to guess. I thought young people here, I gave, almost gave you a clue, but you still haven't made it. It's okay. No problem. Genesis chapter six. Look at what it says. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. <laughs> you see, the very first time the word choice comes in the context of what? Choosing a spouse. And who are these? Now, you say fallen angels. No, that's interesting. The word for sons of God is Benaiah Elohim, which means sons of the creator, God. Now, the point here is we can say, oh yeah, the fallen angels. Point is, when we were born again, we also became what? Sons of God. <laughs> and they saw the daughters of who? Men. That's what Paul says. You are acting like what? Behaving like mere men. <laughs> and they, what did you see? Sons of God saw the daughters of men and chose. First time choice, of course. The second time the time the word choice occurs all very instructive for us to look at. Genesis chapter 13. <clears throat> and the Lord and Lot lifted his eyes and saw. The sons of God saw the daughters of men and chose. Alright, etc. And verse 11. Then Lot chose. You see that? Lot lifted up his eyes. Lot chose. So how should we make choices? Is a question. Very important question for all of us to ask. What are the choice? How do we make choices as believers, as sons of God, literally? Because he says, behold, what manner of love the father has showered upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Adam was the son of God in that he was a direct creation of God. And we also, when, when we were born again of the spirit of the Lord of God, what did, what did, we, what did we become? We also became the direct creation of God. And so how do we make choices? Standard verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So I just want to paraphrase it. For we make choices by faith and not by appearance or beauty or form. That's a word for appearance, or for, for sight by the way, idos. So today's teaching title, The Choices of Faith. The Choices of Faith. Choices of Faith. Like um, I, I, yesterday, Pastor, Pastor and I, were, I mean, we had the Q&A. We were, I was asking pastors, he was asking, you know, how do we perceive the will of God? Very important thing for us to perceive the will of God. For, first of all, we should have the mind to perceive the will of God. For example, if I were to Teach you anything, any language or any math or anything for that matter. What should I do? First of all, I have to establish categories. 
this means something this means something this means something okay you need to you need to have at least a minimal set of categories for for me to when i explain to you for you to form a mental image in your mind and to grasp the concept right so it's very important for every one of us to when we uh, so that is the reason why when you're taking a particular course uh, the, stu- the, pro- the professor says this is a prerequisite for the course if you do not have these prerequisites don't come it will be greek and latin okay you'll not be able to follow anything there are prerequisites so in order for us to make choices of faith the question the fundamental question that we need to ask ourselves is how to obtain this faith which has the capacity to make choices the right choices in, in other words your choices which are in accordance to the will of god that's very important for us to realize right so we look at one 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 guy today in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the entire uh, uh, the what we call as the hall of fame of faith and we know that person very specifically something is mentioned about him that he made choices okay the choices of faith and it's very instructive for us to look at that that that, that passage we looked at in several contexts but today freshly in the context of making choices because we will be faced in our in, a, in the coming days we'll be faced with situations where we have to make choices which are which is going to literally will set our eternity will determine our eternity okay so let's look at that person let's read a few verses it's from hebrews chapter 11 So first question we need to ask is how do we have that faith how does that faith come so that i have the capacity to make choices it says let's read hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 onwards by faith moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter choosing rather uh, to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of christ greater riches than the treasures in egypt for he looked for the reward now the point here is obviously when you look at it just go through a, a when you like make a primary glances you'll see that moses is actually choosing here but the, but before moses chooses chooses something is mentioned about moses that he what he came of age do you see that everybody you see that he's got a, an age which is come of he's really come to a maturity he's got a capacity in his brain or in his in his in his uh, spiritual brain if you will in his spiritual mind which has got the capacity to make choices which are in accordance with the will of god so how did he come to that age right hebrews chapter 5 for though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of god so or the doctrine of christ doctrine and you have come to need milk and not solid food for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe so how did how did moses come to come of age look at what it says in the next verse it says verse 14 for solid food belongs to those who are of full age and what has happened those by reason of use have exercised their senses that means they have come under the teaching of the word of god they've exercised their choices over a period of time t- tested the word of god and grown and proven that this word of god is indeed true the choices that i made for god indeed work in my life 
And then what has happened by practice and by coming under theory, both theory and practice, they've exercised their senses, they have a mindset, they know exactly what the ways of God are, and they're able to, they're, therefore they're able to make uh, choices uh, in, in, in that sense. Therefore, what is the first important aspect for us to realize as to how do we make choices? Most important thing is the teaching that you sit under. The teaching that you sit under. Faith comes by hearing. So if you want to be raptured, you should listen to the teaching which will prepare you for rapture. Faith to get raptured. If you want to have the faith that will make you prosperous in this world, you should sit under the teaching (laughs) which will generate faith in you that will make you prosperous in this world. You see, ultimately, if you want to become an engineer, you should sit under the teaching which will instruct you as to how to become an engineer. It's, it's, it's normal. Therefore, in order for us to have the senses, in order for us to make choices in accordance with the word of God, we have to sit under the teaching which will give us thoughts and ideas which will tell us this is the way you make choices. Okay. So, it's very important. Therefore, doctrine is important. Doctrine is absolutely essential. Otherwise, you are in... Otherwise, you'll make, uh, what do you say, choices according to your own heart. That's exactly what the ju- book of Judges says. Uh, the, 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 the final verse in the book of Judges. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. And the constant refrain in the book of Judges is, And the people of Israel did evil in the sight. But as lo- in the sight of the Lord, but as far as they are concerned, they are absolutely right in their own eyes. See? So... What is important? Fundamental. Teaching is important. What is important? Teaching. Not just simple principles. One, two, three, four, five, repeat. No. We are very algorithmic. Tell me one, two, three, four, five, which I can repeat. Give me the (laughs) map. I'll figure it out myself. You see? This is, you have to engage. You see, you have to engage with the teaching. You have to really take that teaching and start making choices in your own life. So that's the reason why Isaiah chapter 28 verse 9 will say, look at what he says, whom shall he teach knowledge? Knowledge regarding what? Which will give you the ability to make these choices, right? And whom shall he make understand doctrine, them that are weaned from milk and drawn from breast? So it's impossible for children to make choices. That is the reason why we make choices for them as parents. And they'll come and say so many things. Daddy, I want to become medical doctor. This is my aim in life. Medical doctor. And look at, oh, medical doctor. After a few years, I will will see. Let us see if you can can, uh, withstand the rigor of constant study without breaking, you know, and saying, what are you doing to me? Torturing me, etc. Yeah. So, Hebrews 11.23, so what happened to Moses, look at what it says in, uh, in Moses' case, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were afraid of the king's command. You now there's a saying in Telugu, kake pilla, kake muddu. Okay, a cross child is very beautiful in its own eyes. Every child is beautiful. I was there, I was just waiting there and I was, it was so nice to listen to all the Beautiful voices, screams and shouts and cries. They're cute. One thing they are incapable of is making choices. 
So what has to happen? You have to go through a process, what we call as a process of hiding under parental guidance as spiritual babies. Baba, you don't have the capacity to make a choice. So just wait. Wait. Stay under my wings. Lord, you don't have a capacity. Okay, Lord, there is strife going on. You choose. You should have said, no, father. Uncle, father, please, you make the choice. I want to stay under you. Stay, be, stay hidden. Be there in the midst of elders who will protect you. Protecting you. And then also who will impart to you teaching over a period of time and you, uh, you learn to obey the voice of God through your parents, right? Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 2 about Moses. Then his sister and, uh, said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman that she may nurse and child for you? The child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the mother's or the child's mother. So Moses' mother came and Weaned or nursed the child. It was very interesting. Moses had, of course, father and mother. The name of the father is? Quiz question? Amram. You know what Amram means? Kindred of the most high God. Mother's name? Yochabed. You know what Yochabed means? Yahweh plus Kabod means the glory of God. The glory of Yahweh. So you had two parents. One said, you know what? We are the kindred of the most high God. We are the people of God. That is father teaching. How should we as people of God should behave? And what's the mother? Glory of God is Yahweh. In other words, she was the one who imparted the standards of God. So he had two parents who taught them how should we as people of God should behave and what are the standards of God that we should adhere to. And when did this happen? When he was a little child. See? That is the reason why it's very, very important to catch children when they are young and tender and mold them. You know, other words, you know what will happen? There's a saying in Telugu, Mukkai Meaning if a, if a tree cannot bend when it is tender, what will happen to it when it, will, when it becomes old? It will break. So when they are tender, when they are very, very in, what do you call as teachable and malleable and ductile, what do you have to do? Make the choices for them and teach them the standards of God. By imbibing that in in your own life and also imparting them at every given opportunity. You get that? So what what, what was Amram teaching? We are the kindred of the Most High God. And uh, Yochabed was teaching, I am, you know, this is the standards of God. These are the standards of Yahweh. We are the people of God. I know you're going to be staying in the palace of the king of, of, of Egypt, but we do not adhere to those standards. We have a different standard. We are the people of God. Never lose a track of your identity. Right from childhood, that was imbibed. So thank parents if you have parents or spiritual parents right from the child that you were influ- that you could be easily influenced you could be easily impressionable that you had parents who imbibed in, in front of you before your eyes the testimony as to how should we li- we live as god's people and what are the standards that we have to adhere to then Pharaoh's daughter said to her take the child away and nurse for him I'll give you your wages. <laughs> you know something? You make choices for your parents, for your children like this. I'll tell you, my, my dear brothers and sisters, parents of little children, what will happen to them if I make these choices for them? Yeah. 
Mothers will say, you know, is it important for me to go to work? I'll tell you honestly, when, when, when we had Abigail, for the, Justin and I both were working. Justin made a call. She said, I'm going to quit. I said, I was so upset. I was really not, not for it. Okay. But hindsight, one of the most important decisions that she took for us to quit her work and be there for the children. And you know what? God provided our wages. <laughs> Everything was provided for. You know, people ask, you have two daughters, you don't have to worry. I have to be more concerned about my daughters than you. What will happen to them? Nothing is going to happen to them. My God is taking care of it. No problem. I'm telling you honestly, I challenge young parents, if you have children, you make choices about what school to they, they go to or what syllabus they study, what books they study and you make choices, make sacrifices. I'll tell you, 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 you know, I keep telling my people in my school also, I say, you know what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and accelerated Christian education will, add, will be added to you. AC will be added to you. Anything will be added to you. You make choices. And God will provide because he will honor those God whom you honor. I mean, if you go, if you honor God, God will honor you. You will never lack in as far as the resources are concerned because God is for you and not against you. You understand? So it's very important. Make those choices for your, for your children. And I'll tell you, I'll challenge you. I'll challenge you. My challenge for you. You can prove me wrong in the next 10 years if you have young children. They will be 10 times better than the people in the world. I challenge you that. The ideas that they have, the way they perceive, protect them. Don't show them television or internet. Even the books that they read, allow those books. I mean, the other day we went to the bookstore, no? Uh, I just love Enid Blyton, right? So I just bought a bunch of Enid Blyton and there was another section the guys in the guy said, Sir, this is also very, very famous among children nowadays. Some craft. What is that? Magic craft, huh? Yeah, yeah, magic craft book. He said, He said, that is also been Enid Blyton. I said, Enid Blyton wrote magic craft. Then I just took it and you know my Justin said, Have you read them? I said, No, I never read. I only read these things. If you haven't read them, don't take them. Protect. Give them books to read. And you'll be amazed after a while the speed with which they read. They will finish one book in a day and they'll drag you to the bookstore. Give them those choices and let them imagine by reading. Don't give them pictures. Don't make those mistakes my dear brothers and sisters. Because we are all people who are sensual. We are all people who are made choices by sight. That is the reason why the Bible says in the beginning was movie? No. Word. Thank you. Not 24 frames per second. You see, very important. Make those choices when they are young. When they can be molded, when they, when they are impressionable, after a while they will begin to correct you too. And you know what it says? The child grew. And she, the child grew in that one word. The word of God is terse, my dear brothers. Child grew. 
What happened to the child? It came off age. Now it will make choices which are in according to the word of God. According to the standards of God. According to, the, according to something which will bring glory to God. And which will be according to the kindred of God's people. See? We make those choices. Look at what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. I'm passionate about this, so don't get upset if I'm getting a little excited. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Look at what it says. When I call to remembrance the, what faith in you? I like that. It's just not faith. Genuine faith, a hypocritos, meaning which is unhypocritical. Genuine faith. You know what he says? That faith was actually not from me, uh, uh, Timothy. That faith first dwelt where? In your grandmother, Louis, and then in your mother, Eunice. What did they do? They taught you right from the time you're a child. What did they teach you? Look at, look at what it says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 15. 14 onwards. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Whom did you learn it, learn it from? First, grandmother, mother, and later Apostle Paul. See, you should very, it's very interesting if you uh, read the book of Acts, actually Acts chapter 16, if I'm right, for the very first time when Timothy is introduced. You know how Timothy is introduced? There was a dash in a place called Timothy. Disciple, thank you. He was already a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was not a person who was converted in Paul's ministry. He was ready for the ministry. By the time Paul found him. You understand? So, and that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You should see YouTube channels of people uh, bringing up their parents. Oh, my my son has read through all the volumes of Harry Potter. Protect, protect, protect. Look at what it says. The next verse. Why? In that context, he makes a statement. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by what? The inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for building up, when I say reproof, building up strong convictions, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. Understand that? Therefore, what is important for us to make, have a mind which will make these choices. It is important for us to come under the teaching which will prepare us to make these choices. You get that? Okay. Not get offended when you're corrected. Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 20, I don't, I forget the verse. It says, receive instruction and correction. And the end result of it will be wisdom. Receive instruction and correction and the end result of it will be wisdom. So, when you come into church, boy, get fired up. Amen? Why? Romans chapter 6 verse 17. It says, But God be thanked, that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. You know what's happening there? The doctrine is, is, is making you to make those choices because your conscience has been trained to come to the standards of the word of God and you will never make any choice which is outside of the word of God. And even if you do make those choices, you will also be ready to be corrected and be disciplined. So the first thing is doctrine. 
How do I have the faith? Doctrine. Second question. How do this, how does this faith transform itself into action? So that is the reason why we are looking at choices, right? Let us see. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. But Moses, by faith Moses, when he became of age, everybody say that word. Everybody loudly. Refused. And then he chose, verse 25, right? Right? Do you see that? Imagine this is a pack of cards. Okay? Peter sir? Shuffling them. Come here, Peter sir. Maybe just imagine there are 26 cards over here. Okay? How many cards? 26 cards. Small probability class for you. Okay, Peter? Choose one card. Thank you. Out of 26 cards, he chose one. How many did he choose? Can you rephrase the answer? Excuse me? He chose one, that's all. He rejected 25. How many did he have to reject in order to choose one? 25. Abigail's probability class. NCR is equal to NCN minus R. For those of you who know mathematics. Hmm? <laughs> okay. So you know what? In order to make choice for 1 out of 25, you have to reject how many? 25. Now, therefore, you have to have a precise idea as to what you should reject before you can choose. Did you get that? Everybody? Get that? So if you do not know, what to refuse? How will you know what to choose? So actually, <laughs> in the Ten Commandments, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. Actually, do not only. That means, many instructions as to what not to do. Only one commandment to do. Love your God with all of your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. On all this is the law in the prophets. But all the other things, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Reject this, reject this, reject this, reject this, reject this. So you have to have a precise idea as to what you should reject first before you accept what is what is of God. Did you get that? So the question is, you have a faith that will make choices only if you have a faith that refuses. Do you have the faith that refuses? Do you have the faith that refuses? That's a question. Right? Romans chapter 5 verse 2, our famous verse in our, in our church, no? What does it say? Through him we all, we have also access by faith into this grace. The question is, what does faith get? It gets grace. And what does grace do? It's very important. For, you see, you see, what should you have? In order to make a, a, a faith that will have a, that will make a choice, you have to have a faith that will first refuse, right? Right? So you have to access, by faith you have to access that grace, which will make you, what? Titus chapter 2. We know this very well. <laughs> 
for the grace of God, which you have accessed by faith. What does it do? That brings salvation has appeared to all men that teaching us that what? Saying no or denying. You see, that is what it says. The grace of God teaches you to deny. But how do you access this grace of God? Through faith. Therefore, you should have the faith that denies, which will teach you that you should deny what? Godliness. Worldly passions. Live soberly. Righteously. Where? In this present age. Therefore, in order to have the faith that will make faith, that will make a choice, you have to have a faith that will first learn to say, everybody say no. No. No, 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 no. The faith that refuses. Titus chapter 2. Looking for the blessed hope. And glorious appearing of our God, of great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. But how did these people who were zealous for good works have been forged? Because they had the capacity and the faith to say, no, to refuse. We have the faith that refuses. Let us look at an example. The first time the word refuse comes in the Bible. In this context. Genesis chapter 38. And it came to pass. Who's this? Joseph, right? And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. And beautiful. This is the guy who has the faith that will say no, refuse. And what did he say? He said to his master's wife, look my master. You know what he's saying? The word for master in the Greek is very interesting, in the Hebrew is very interesting. Adonai. By the way, he is my Adonai and madam, he is also your Adonai. How can we do this against our master and against my master, God? Look, the master does not know what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has in my hand. There is no greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. But you, because you are his, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And what did he do? He refused. But did she stop? Oh my goodness, no way. <laughs> it's not going to stop. You, you, you think your temptation with sin is going to stop? It is going to stop only the day you die. Till the day you die, you have to learn to say, no. No to bitterness. No to anger. Yes to forgiveness. Yes to peace. Till the day you die. That is the reason why it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. Right on the cross when he's dying, everybody is taunting him. If you are the son of God, come down and we will worship you. And you know what he's doing? He's saying, no, no, no. Father, forgive them for they, don't, they do not know what they are doing. And it says after he finished everything, he hung, hung, hung his head and died. And the final words before he hung his head and died, what are the words? It is finished. 
paid in full. In other words, I paid everybody's debt. Over. That was the reason why I came. I'm going to pay off everybody's debt. I am not going to come to a lifestyle which will cost me to get into debt. I will say no. That is the reason the Bible says, oh no man, anything except the debt of love. To put it very glibly, if you, if, you, if you will, don't reach heaven with books which you did not return. Iska books hai wo? No, pastor's conference we go, no, there's a pastor's uh, teaching session which goes on. The pastor is there in the con- congregation. He says, I have a, bl- a library in my church. Everybody is welcome to come and read, not to borrow. Because a lot of books have been borrowed and never returned. That is the reason that even Paul is able to say, it, I have what? Finished, meaning I owe no man anything. I'm over. I'm done with. Very important. Very important. For us people in the modern day who are used to credit cards and swiping left, right and center. EMI options are available. <laughs> Everywhere. Papa, how people live on EMIs? Refrigerator, EMI. Microwave, EMI. I, EMI. I. I, EMI. Press, EMI. What do you want? Nothing. What am I going to do? Very, very intelligent. I will swipe one credit card and will pay the other credit card. What is this? Stealing from Paul and paying Peter. Or likewise. Vice versa. How can I do it? And do you think the temptation stops? Look at what it says. So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed to her, meaning he did not listen to her, to lie with her or to be with her. He did not, he did not do three things. He did not listen. What should you do? Close your ears. Everybody say close your ears. Okay, Lord. What is that? Are you nice dress, Macha? Kya baat hai? Looking beautiful. Handsome. Chikna. You know what? When you wear that dress, the dress gets its beauty. That close your ears. Flattery. Flattery, flattery, flattery. Say, sorry. If if somebody comes and keeps on praising you, what should you do? <laughs> and laugh and get go get out. Ignore. Do not listen. Close your ears. See, close. I'm telling you, young people. Close your ears. To flattery. Especially when you're young, no? Because you want, I mean, we all went through it, okay? So I'm not, I'm not looking down upon you young people, okay? Been there, done that. I can understand what, where you're coming from. You want this acceptance. It's there. But I'm telling you as an old man now, <laughs> not as old as Pastor James now, but old enough that I've made all my mistakes and burnt my hands in all of this. I'm telling you, somebody flatters you, close your ears and run for your life. It's called the doctrine of fleeing. Not the, otherwise you'll be fleeced. Shavaram. 
ఇన్ తెలుగు తెలిసింగ్ క్షవరం అయిపోయిన తర్వాత వివరం ఆఫ్టర్ ఈ వాస్ కంప్లీట్లీ ఫీజ్ దెన్ హీ అండర్స్టూడ్ వాట్ ప్రైజ్ ఐ హ్యావ్ టు పే ఇట్స్ ఆల్ ఓవర్ టు నాట్ లిసన్ ఇఫ్ యు డోంట్ గెట్ కమెంటేషన్ ఫ్రమ్ గాడ్ డజన్ మ్యాటర్ what other people say about you doesn't matter if you get a negative commendation from god it doesn't matter how positive commendation you get from other people doesn't matter do not listen do not listen i remember peter is here right <laughs> i remember one one person from another school who came to our school and he looked at peter and he said peter i heard so much about you that you're such a talented guy you're such a fantastic music player and you should see the expression on peter he gave him a look that guy after he he got tired of his own flattery and he just did not want after that i came and I, and i said peter i know i understand where you're coming from you're from gtc i know that but at least smile at least smile you don't have to be so stoic smile first do not listen don't lie with her you know what lie mean don't agree let us all have one purse you know the first proverb in the book of proverbs is the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding fools despise wisdom and instruction my son hear your father's instruction do not despise the law of your mother for it will be an ornament of grace about your head and chain about your neck my son if sinners entice you do not consent let us all have one purse throw in your lot among us in other words four people in your office are commenting about a woman do not be a part of the conversation get out from there get out it's not worth it don't agree don't agree third don't be with her draw your boundaries you know why because everybody who crosses the hedge will be burnt with her will be what bitten by a serpent you know what the word for biting is you have to pay interest for the rest of your life in other words don't play around with sin my dear brothers don't play with fire that is reason why the, the book of proverbs says it says can any man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burnt can you walk on hot coals and your feet feet not be seared and answer is no 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 uncle uh, let me just experience once no please once you know what it says in proverbs chapter 10 verse 23 for the person who wrote it and never believed it to do evil is like sport to a fool hey don't play sport it's sport man of understanding has wisdom in other words in other words my dear brothers and sisters we are not making choices to make ourselves look better than the others no 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 see how righteous i am how fallible you are no no, no. we are not we are not we are not in, we don't have the intention of causing condemnation onto others no 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 you know what we have, we have we have a very very strong intuition as to the price that god paid for my soul in other words know the value of your soul know the value of your soul look at what it says in first corinthians chapter 6 flee what sexual immorality 
This is what we call as what we call as the doctrine of fleeing. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who does commit sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not from God? And you're not from you're not your own? For you were what? Bought at a price. And what is the price? The, in, in the entire bank balance of heaven was emptied to pay the price for your soul and don't play around with your soul and playing around with sin. That is the idea there. What God bought me. God bought me. He purchased me. So I don't want to play around and fool around with sin. That's what he tells the Corinthians. Look at the context. First Corinthians chapter 6. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is not spoken to the outside believers. It is spoken to the people in the church, by the way. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous. And you speak that in some of the nations, they'll put you behind bars, calling it hate speech now. Because you know the price for your own soul and you know the price for the other person's soul. Today, when Anisha was praying, she was saying, she was crying out to God for the salvation of lost people. You know why? Because there's an intuition deep down inside each one of us for the price that had to be paid for a man's soul. Because nobody can play, pay a ransom for another, for another, for another brother. Because the price for that soul is infinitely high. Only God can pay it. God can pay it. Not covetous, not thieves. Oh, we look down upon homosexuals and tournaments, you'll say, Amen. How many, how many covetous people over here? How many thieves who steal from their company time and resources? No revilers, no extortioners. I remember when I was supposed to get my new no dues form from my, from my university. I borrowed a book. And I misplaced it. I couldn't find it in my lab. Somebody, one of my colleagues, he just took the book and he was using it. I was not there in my shelf and it was a 7,000 rupee book. I have to sign my, get my note use. Otherwise, I'll not get my degree. I mean, no, forget about the degree. No, I, my, I lose my testimony. I was like, I was saying, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And I went and told my boss, sir, not able to find this book. And you know what he looked at and he said, Vijay, it's okay, no problem. The lab will pay it. The lab will pay for it. Don't worry about it. So when I have a good understanding with him, he said, don't worry about it. The lab will pay it. So I went to the librarian. I was really upset about it. And the librarian was asking me. He said, sir, uh, PhD over. He said, yeah, over. Now where? America? No, I said, no, no, no. Uh, not America. Uh, no. Then I said, uh, no, no, no. I'm actually becoming a pastor. His jaw dropped like that. As if, you know, he went on a 30-minute silence. Silence for two minutes said, oh, sir, uh, suddenly he became very, very holy, etc. I wasn't being normal. And I was so concerned about, I lost my testimony. I didn't get this thing. And suddenly I got a call from my, from my colleague. And he says, Vijay, I found the book. Come and take it. And immediately I went, got the book. And my boss didn't have to pay. I returned the book. And you know what the librarian said? Sir, you're getting into a noble profession. Your God took care of you. No thieves. Nor revilers, nor extortionists will inherit the kingdom of God. Do you know that? Do you know this? No thieves. If you're stealing from your company, if you're stealing from your parents, you're stealing from your church, you're stealing. And you know what? God will not stop you, by the way. 
Joseph was helping himself nicely. Little money, chunks of money. More money. After that, he sold his savior for 30 pieces of silver. My dear brothers, what is the price tag for your soul? What is the price tag? Know what it says? And such were some of you. Not all of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. You know why? How we were justified? Not because it was free. Somebody paid. There was no free lunch. It's always on the house. Drinks on the house. Who's paying for it? The owner. You get a free meal. Meal on the house. My dear brothers and sisters, never ever take the salvation of your soul for granted. There's a price tag for it. There's a price tag for it. That's the reason why I like that song, Pranit and uh, I think uh, uh, Peter was saying. I, I recognize my own unworthiness and my also my un, uh, my worthiness because for the price that it took to redeem me from the pits of hell. See, there's a price tag. So just, just, just say, Lord, I do not want to play around with fool. Don't heed, don't agree. Then what? Run, flee. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into his house to do his work. None of the men or the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand, fled and ran outside. What? Be willing to lose your reputation than to, to, to sell your soul. Lose your reputation than don't sell your soul. Let them call whatever, whatever they want to call us. But don't lose your soul. Say, you know what, Lord? It's okay. Let, let them call me whatever names. I'm okay with that. But my soul, no. I want to put a premium on it. because Not because I'm righteous. Because what kind of a premium you paid to redeem me. That is the idea here. On Samuel chapter 24, look at what it says. Now it happened after David's heart troubled him because he cut Saul's robe. Bah. Oh my goodness. What did he do? I just went and did one. One cut. That's it. You know what we call it in, in, in Telugu? It's Manasakshi. This is literally the conscience is standing and screaming at David. Does your conscience scream at you? You have a screaming conscience? Hey Vijay, don't do it, Ray. That kind of a conscience. Does your heart beat fast? Hmm? You know what? David was... He had this opportunity. He's like, I can't do this. He could literally hear the beat, the sound of his heartbeat. No, 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 no. Uncharted territory. What did he say? No. He refused. Refused. People grab garments, not just cut. They strip people naked. 
have no qualms in their conscience. And I would say to those people, shame on you. You know, one of the things that I, this brother is here now. I learned so much from him because we lived together for, what, what, during lockdown and like one and a half years, two years, we're, one thing I have observed about this guy, you know, I have never from his mouth heard anything negative about somebody. Even they're singing. No, you know this voice. Nobody should, uh, I mean, if you think that uh, he's not got a great voice, then you have a prejudice, you have a complex. I mean, I, I always say, Pranita and this guy, they have a, the voice, they are two cherubim. Pastor Vijay, your voice is fantastic. <laughs> Peter, I'm not deaf. And he says it genuinely. You know, that, that sister or that brother, okay, I'm using new gender, okay? She's got a, such a fantastic voice and she's got a fantastic understanding of music. And I say, that person, him, Peter, Ekado Apasruti. Somewhere she'll squeech or he will squeech and you know, I don't think so, but I've never seen. And I was telling, I was telling uh, Abigail the other day, I said, you know what? You should be like Peter, sir. Never says one thing negative about anybody. Learn it. We're all critics. Idlebrain.com. What is that? By the way, it's a website. Where you have media reviews on movies. Started by graduates from Bitsplani. I say Bitsplani, some of your youngsters are Bitsplani. Ah, Idlebrain.com. Idlebrain.com. Look at this guy. Same guy. Person whose conscience was smiting him. Second Samuel chapter 11. So when they told David saying, Uriah did not go down to his house. David said to Uriah, do you have reasons why you should refuse? That is what faith is. See, faith is not unreasonable. It is not like, it's not, uh, it's not feeling like it's, it's not on forms like Pastor was saying yesterday. It's got a solid foundation. It's got a solid argument as to why you should not do it. You see, one of the things that I've realized after, after I start reading, start, started reading the Bible is most of the Bible is argument. You know that? Oh, nobody knows it. Are you? So many reasons why you should not do it for, 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 25 hours. For loop. I mean, you should see the way faith gets reasoned out. Solid arguments as to why I should refuse. Did you not come from a journey? Why did you not, why did you not go down to your house? In other words, why did you refuse this Uriah? What he says? Reason. Uriah said, the ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents. And my Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your souls live, I will not do it. What did he do? He refused. 
with an argument and that argument should have convicted convicted david are kya argument re baba what an argument i lost it checkmate game set match uraya was like a literally like a googly dusra <laughs> if you will see lost it do you have a faith that refuses this morning my dear brothers and sisters let us say lord grant me the grace lord that i will have a faith to refuse otherwise i'm not faithing i'm faking literally i'm just deceiving myself So just can you just take two minutes, maybe one, two seconds or ten seconds, and just just pray and say, Lord, 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 grant me the faith, Jesus. Just take two seconds, pray it out. You have to engage with the teaching. Say, Lord, Lord, grant me the faith that refuses, Lord. Strengthen my convictions. Strengthen my convictions. but i will have the capacity the tenacity the reasons and the groundwork to say no to sin yes to godliness Let's pray make it your prayer my dear brothers i'm speaking out of my heart and out of my own experience hebrews chapter 11 let's focus, let's move on faith of moses when he became by faith moses when he became of age refused so by faith i could extend it say and say by faith moses refused everybody say that by faith moses refused everybody say that now replace moses and put your put your name there and repeat the statement by faith vijay refused say that amen amen and then first you refuse then you choose <laughs> amen <laughs> so you see even when peter was taking that one card he refused 25 and he chose one one he refused and choose but the point here is this is the choice easy <laughs> is that is 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 that is that choice going to be easy oh no brainer see it's not like choosing a card if you have to make the next choice on which a million dollars is going to is going is, is is on the balance million dollars next choice will determine million dollars how will you choose a card like this will be trembling are you haven't been to a casino neither did i <laughs> okay choose rather to suffer affliction people of god so the question therefore is do you have the faith that chooses affliction because every time you make a choice for god you have to suffer there is no thing which is easy that's the reason why pastor was talking about it we are christ workmanship it is the character of christ which is being birthed in us it's being formed in us you choose it's a choice and it's not easy because every time you have a choice you will have on the other side a carrot which is dangling hey, if you do this 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 is going to be your life re macha why did we all right i said six figure salary was dangled 
your problems will be solved and you will get bigger problems <laughs> nobody said that all the lies our parents tell us no which is 10th class your old free bird our first time i entered into the cage after 10th class called iit coaching then after that vijay you get into iit free bird or into iit another cage a bigger cage oh vijay you finish phd freest bird trapped in the lab <laughs> for 8 years what a lie and you know what when we used to get results in the lab who is there to clap for you nobody <laughs> 2 o'clock in the night who will be there I, i remember when i got my first result which i was sending you the paper the paper deadline was what 12 hours from now pacific standard time thank you jesus for pacific standard time and tsunami <laughs> okay because the first paper uh, abigail was was born and there was a tsunami in japan okay so because most of the robotics conferences are sponsored by the robotics society of japan they extended the deadline and they gave me more time to submit my paper in spite of abigail's abigail's delivery okay she was my beautiful child okay and then uh, deadline 48 hours from the deadline still one more result to get no sleep coffee 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 baby crying in home not not in the office okay i don't know my wife was the one one who bore all that anyway so 12 hours from the deadline one more result lord one more result one more result one more result finally i ran the code after 10 hours of running the code and i saw my result and i said eureka who is there in the lab nobody nobody and you know we take the result and you go to your prof that guy already has 2500 papers sir i got the result sir, i got the result ah okay okay ha ah, put it there and just send it what yeah age the lie my dear brothers there's only freedom in christ that is the reason why it says you were bought with a price don't become slaves to men 1 Corinthians 7:23 one of my favorite verses so faiths you choose and when you choose there is an affliction everybody say affliction ah loudly no it's very difficult to come out of your mouth say that say that loudly ah see that sister elsa is on the money everybody affliction thank you very much anusso asalu oppukotale asalu very difficult to get out that word affliction prosperity hallelujah affliction 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 look at what it says roots chapter 1 now by the way guess what the word ruth means it's beautiful i tell you the bible is so cogent my dear brothers c o g e n t cogent to the point first roots chapter 1 this is verse 8 onwards then naomi said to her two daughters in law that making choices by the way go so and there is reasons also as to what choices you have to make there's always a reason for you to make a choice there's always a justification as to why you're making a particular choice right go back each one of you to your mother's home may the lord show you kindness the word for kindness is chesed or covenantal love as you have shown kindness kindness chesed to your dead husbands and to me may the lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband 
Then she kissed them and kissed them goodbye. And as all women do when they get together, they all wept aloud. Just on the side, don't just throw stones at me, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh my dear, the other, the other day, uh, Abigail's long lost friend from Kolkata came and gave her a surprise. <laughs> the, the, I said, Baba, this emotion from where? <laughs> when that friend was going, she was, <laughs> and when they came, met, and then <laughs> I said, all girls, when they come together, they <laughs> And said to her, we will go back. Uh, by the way, know something? It's good that you teach us when to cry. It's good. Your tears are meaning. You weep for the right reasons. Otherwise, God will ask you, Hannah, why weepest thou in KJV? You should have a reason to lament. Otherwise, read the book of Lamentations. How to systematically weep. You have to get that out now of a roboticist. What can you do? Habits die hard. So, and said to her, we will go back with you to, go back. And, and said to her, we, uh, they said to her, we will go back to you, with you, to your people. Both are saying. Both are saying. And then, you know what? Everything is laid out. No TA, no DA, no dearness elements, no travel elements, no house rent elements, nothing. Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? And am I going to have more sons? Would you come? Would, uh, would, uh, who could become your husbands? Oh, my daughters, verse 13. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Baba, in other words, she was very clearly saying, you want to follow this Lord and if you disobey him, nice spanking you will get. You want to come and follow this Lord? I was telling uh, uh, <laughs> Peter the other day. The flesh is against you. The world is against you. The powers of darkness against you. And God is for you, but against you in spanking. You know, for a, for a believer, it is itadi from all sides. Classical. From all sides. That is the reason why it sounds beautiful and loud. So when believers have a problem, the loudest music comes out. Why? Oh my daughters, it is bitter. It is bitter. At this they wept again. Oh, they just need a reason to weep. That's normal, by the way. And this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But rather Rather, Ruth, Ruth clung to her. Look at this. Look at this now. When she left her mother-in-law, what was the choices that she was making? That's very important. Very, very important, the choice over here. Look, Naomi said, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and to her gods. To her gods. It's a choice now. Your sister-in-law is going back to her gods now. What are you going to do, Naomi? Nothing. This Lord is going to promise you affliction if you, he'll discipline you. But you still want to follow him? She's going back to Molech. 
Chimosh. Baal. Ashtoreth. Security. Peace. Happiness. What are you going to do? Our question therefore is, you know what the word Ruth means? Friend. That's what the word Ruth means. So what do friends do? (laughs) According to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 17. A friend loves it all times and a brother is born for adversity. You know what? I'm going to choose adversity with you because I'm your friend. You see, these are the choices that you want to make now. Not when troubles come. When misunderstandings come. You have to make a choice now. Whether you're going to betray the church or you're going to stay with the church. Are you going to betray God or are you going to stay with God? Now. Eighteen twenty-four Proverbs. Man that hath friends must show himself to be friendly. <laughs> I don't have many friends. You are one. I don't want to say. You can fill in the blanks. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Meaning, there are times when even brothers can have issues. But you know what? There's going to be a friend who's going to stick closer. And that is the reason why we say, what a brother we have in Jesus, Gadu. (laughs) What a friend we have in Jesus. All our needs and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. What a need. What a, what a, what a grief you offer. What a, what a, what a, what a. A peace we often forfeit, what a needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. What a friend. See, Ruth says, you know what? I'm a friend and a friend is for all times. Not when things are going terrible with you. This is the time I want to prove my friendship to you. Because I've seen the God inside of you. I want to become a friend of that God. Not when I'm going through adversity. That is the reason why people who accept Christ in adversity will stay strong till the end. That is the reason why Paul tells the Thessalonian church, you know what he says? I love you Thessalonian church because I know when you accepted the word of God, you accepted it in much affliction. Much affliction. You had persecution for becoming followers of Christ. I know that is the reason why I have only commendations and exhortations for you. No rebukes. Sticks closer than a brother. See? Do you have such friends? Do you want to be such a friend? Question? Ruth 1. I love this. (laughs) This can't make you cry. Ruth replied, don't urge me, please. Leave you or to turn back from That is the reason why, you know, yesterday Paul, Paul, pastor was telling the pastor's conference, he said, when Demas forsook, I will left Paul. He did not leave the ministry, he left Paul. I, I mean, I was like, my goodness, what a, intu- what, a, what a revelation that is. What a revelation that is. He did not forsake uh, the ministry. He went on, on to greener pastures. Hare Dimas, I do want to run around with Paul. I will make you the, the ministry lead for 
Otherwise, you'll always have to play second fiddle foot to this guy. He will never give you opportunities to preach. He will never give you opportunities to minister. There is no money. Why do you want to go along with this guy? You think Dimas got attracted because of the worldly attractions or ministerial attractions? I remember the first time I was invited to a church in Warangal. They invited me to a youth meeting. Preached at the youth meeting. Next time the pastor came and he said, we have a youth Sunday coming. Can you come and preach? Fine, sir. Came. So went, went, went to the train. The first time when I joined full-time ministry, the very first meeting I got, uh, the call I got for, you know, ministering somewhere else. So I went, uh, they got a cab, they got, they got a church car, they took me, you know, they put me up in a fantastic place. And then <clears throat> I just went into the podium. I sat next to the, next to the senior pastor and he said, uh, by the way, Vijay, how much do you get paid? Boy, <laughs> after that, they never called me back. You can guess what happened. <laughs> I'll leave it to your imagination. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened actually. Okay, <laughs> It's funny. You know, I'm not, don't, don't just, I'm not judging anybody, okay? This is, just came off the, off the, off my mouth. I was not even thinking about it, by the way. So, uh, we had the evening English service. I was preaching both in the morning Telugu and evening English. In the Telugu service, I preached in English, by the way. Those days, I didn't know Telugu. Came on me. And then, uh, in the evening service, uh, I was talking about the three attributes you need to have. The soldier and the athlete and the farmer, remember? And then, uh, I said, uh, Athletes can't have pot bellies. And I told them, you know, one of the first things my pastor asks, he looks at our bellies. And the senior pastor, unfortunately, there had a nice pot belly. And afterwards, I never <laughs> was called that place. I said, me and my big mouth, but it's okay. God is sovereign. Not in the words that I spoke, but in every decision he is sovereign. Okay, where you die? See, if I get a pot belly, you can ask me. Parents ask me, Vijay, Hindradi belly. Good. Ask. Has to go down. Bending my this thing and this fellow is coming in the middle now. Prosperity. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to be against this fellow, okay? Our God is not our. Eli, amen. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Very good. Now, when you, where you die, I will die. Your people, my people. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Where you die, I will die. Where you will be buried, I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Why? You know, that's a covenant statement. In other words, if I leave you, may I become two pieces. Can you make those statements? That is the reason why we have to love Job. Job means hated. Even if you slay me, I am going to stick with you. I will be holding like this and die. Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her. She stopped urging her. You know why? 
she chose to suffer afflictions with God's people. The choice. You know why? Psalm 16. Love that, no? Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not unto thee. But to the saints that are in the earth <laughs> and to the excellent ones in whom is what? Just my, not my delight. All my delight. Can you say that? All my delight. The saint. The saint. This is saint, first of all. Saint. Saint. You know, can you imagine Paul calling Corinthians saints? And they were looking at each other. Saint Paul calling saint. That itself should have convicted them. See, their sorrow shall be multiplied. That hasten after another God. They'll be multiplied just because Orpah just kissed her sentimental love. See, they'll be multiplied. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, not take up their names into my lips. And you know what it says? The Lord is my portion. Where is the Lord? Where is the portion of the Lord? In his people. That's what he says. Israel is my portion. They are my inheritance. Yes, exactly. Mine inheritance and my cup, thou maintenest my Lord. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Love that. Therefore, 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 choose to suffer afflictions. And by the way, coming together is not easy. It's going to be affliction. You were told last time, no? if you heard the sermon on fellowship, which I think many of you conveniently uh, ignored, don't. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22. Look at what it says. Flee also youthful lust. That's okay. That's only one side. That means refuse and choose. Right? I told you. Refuse and choose. What's the second part? But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with what? With those who call upon the Lord from a what heart? From a pure heart. Pursue love. Pursue righteousness. Pursue faith. Pursue peace with those who call upon the Lord from a, from a pure heart. Why? Famous verses. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be misled or do not be deceived. Bad company, corrupts, good character. You see, there was a guy called Amnon. We know that very well. Amnon had no capacity to resist. He has no capacity to say no. No capacity to say no. He is a chip of the old block, if you will. And who's the old block? David. David could say no to women. Amnon also can't say anything, no to the women. Big weakness, W. That is the reason why three W's you have to overcome. WWW, worldwide red brother. Wealth, women, and wine. Thank you so much. Wealth, women, wine. Three W's. Otherwise, the nice web they'll put around you. Bad company. Perhaps good character. Amnon. Look at Amnon. The problem with Amnon, he didn't have a Joseph, he had a Jonadab as his friend. Crafty fellow. You know what is this fellow? You look at what it says. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. He's not a friend, he's your enemy first of all. The son of Shimea, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a crafty man. You know what kind of a crafty? This is what we call as people who are street smart. They cannot quote one verse from the Bible, but they will say, drugs in this course, no tension, no. I'm the man who can get you things. No problem. Okay. 
I'm the guy who can do it for you, man. What do you want? Want what do you want? Propose, I dispose. Be very careful with street smart fellows. They don't have wisdom of God. They have the wisdom of the serpent. Because wisdom from above is first of all pure. Everybody say pure. Ah, pure. Wisdom which is from the from the from the from the from the earth is first because it's earthly, it is sensual, and it is demonic crafty. So choose your friends. Not the people who can get it for you. Who can hack it for you, if you will. <laughs> Not a problem. Run away. Run away from such friends. That is the reason why Proverbs chapter 1 verse, one, uh, verse uh, 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father. Not forsake the law of your mother. For they shall be a graceful ornament on your head. And chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not insect. Run. In other words, choose a family. In other words, you should be among a people of sort of believers who will make you tremble even if you say a wrong word which, when it comes out of your mouth. Wrong attitude. You'll be very careful. I can't say this in this company. I can't fool around. Choose a company like that. Hebrews chapter 11. Esteeming the reproaches. So faith that refuses, faith that chooses, faith that esteems. You see that? Three categories already. Faith that refuses, faith that chooses, faith that esteems the reproach. Every time you see there's a reproach of Christ. What does that reproach mean? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked at the reward. How did he, how, how did he esteem the reproaches? Because he looked at the reward. And what is your reward? Like, let us see. What is your reward? Romans chapter 15. I'll quickly go through this. When, when we then who are strong ought to bear the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of, let, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached me fell on me. Or reproached you fell on me. So what does it mean? What does it mean? In order for in order to in order for you to win souls for which God has really paid a price, you have to be willing to bear a reproach. That is the reason why Psalm one twenty six makes this beautiful beautiful statement. Look at, look at what it says: Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth. And weepeth, beareth precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know what? You bear reproach. Go out, suffer for Christ. You know what is going to happen? You're going to bring a harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. That is exactly the reason why. You know what Paul says to the, first, to the Thessalonian church, First Thessalonians chapter 2. This is what he says. But we brothers, having been taken away from you, for you, uh, from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again. But Satan hindered us for what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing. He is not even you. You are our joy. You are our crown. You are our glory. Why do we bear reproach? Because we see the reward. And what is the reward? Souls of men. Souls of men. Finally, faith that refuses, 
Faith that chooses. Faith that is ready to bear reproach. By faith he forsook Egypt. Not fearing wrath of the king. Faith that overcomes the wrath of Satan. What is that? Faith that chooses the wrath of Satan than the wrath of God. You see that? Faith that chooses the wrath of, Sa- wrath of Satan than the wrath of God. Augustine said, he made a very fantastic statement. All believers are running from God or to God. What did I say? All believers are running from God and to God. They are either running away from the mercy of God and running towards the wrath of God or fleeing the wrath of God and running towards the mercy of God. You are either running from God, to God or to God from God. Wrath to to mercy, mercy to wrath. This is the oscillation. Choose. Acts chapter 4. So they called him and commanded them not to speak at all. Not teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to listen, listen to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You know what? We are ready for the wrath of Satan. But you know what? We are more because we are not because we are scared of the wrath of, uh, we are uh, less scared of the wrath of Satan. We are more scared about the wrath of God. We understand the terror of the Lord. Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is, our, that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image that you have erected. You know why? Because we are ready to face your wrath and we will not face the wrath of God. We are choosing between the two. That is the reason why it's very important whose you are. Whom do you serve? Daniel chapter 3. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. You know the story. And he rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered. I see four men. Loose. Walking in the midst of the fire. They are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Amazing. Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who sent his angels and delivered. They are not my servants. Now I know. You see, let me tell you something. Wherever you go, you should have a testimony that you are the servant of God. You serve your company faithfully because not you are not their servant, you are the servant of God. Daniel, did he escape? No, he was also tested. Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three, and over these three governors, meaning 127 were the people who topped the IAS exam. Top three were chosen out of the toppers. Of the top, there was one top. Pope Megapand. What's his name? Daniel. I love that. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was. Daniel, look at it. Daniel, it is was one other. Daniel, you know, was in his italics. Of whom Daniel, one. Until you cannot find anybody like Daniel. That's it. 
Daniel 1. There was one Anna who served in the, in the church for, with tears, with fasting and with prayers. You find one Anna only. One Daniel only. What does it mean? Daniel who knows who he is. He's absolutely sold out to his God. He's one with his God. Look at what it says. That the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was within him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Here don't talk about the, about the, about the, about the talents of Daniel, about the spirit. What is the spirit? The attitude of Daniel. Look at what it says. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no charge or fault because he was Faithful, nor was there any was an any error or found fault fault found in him. Then these men said, "We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God." They had no idea. So you know the story. The king puts him in the lion's den. Look at what happens. Now the king went to his palace, spent the whole night fasting. Can you imagine fasting and prayer in the in the palace? Who's fasting and praying for you? The king. Musicians, no musicians were brought before him. That day, no, all the dance, dancers and everybody out. Sleep went from him, went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning, went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. Look at his, look at the way he addresses. I love this part. Okay, this is like the, it's like the climax of the whole story of Daniel. And the king spoke saying, Daniel! Servant, not my servant, servant of the living God. Has your God whom you serve continually able to deliver you from your lions? Why? One principle. Matthew chapter 10. Whatever I tell you in dark, speaking in the light, and what you hear in the earth, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body. So what do we have now? You are the faith that chooses the wrath of Satan and the wrath of God. You should have that faith. Because you will have every opportunity to bribe, to ask for a bribe. Even the postman will ask for the bribe. You know? Postman? Postman. Okay, we had to get marriage license for our, for our church. I had to take the letter from the postman's desk to the collector's office. It was not going. It was lying on the postman's table. Postman. Said, sir. Uh, <laughs> ah, sir. No problem, sir. Telling. Refuse. Passport office came to my home. You know, when they come to those days, no? I said, sir, if I give you money, my God will punish me. You will be okay, sir. He started trembling in the lift. God is my witness. No problem, sir. No problem, sir. No problem. Left me and went. I fear wrath of God and the wrath of man. Faith has choices, my dear brothers and sisters. The question, therefore, this morning is here is, do you have the faith that refuses? Do you have the faith that says no to sin? Do you have the sufficient convictions the ballast, if you will, the spiritual ballast, the spine, whatever you want to call it, to say no to sin. Yes, 
Do you have the faith that chooses afflictions? That is the reason why Paul tells Timothy, endure affliction as a what? As a soldier. Nobody will tell the army people, no? Javan, how are you feeling today? You have stomach pain? No, you can't take rest. Nah? Do they say that in NCC? In NCC they will not say. When we went to the national uh, integration camp in NCC, all of us pampered children at home. One whistle you have to get out, get up. Otherwise he will come with an iron rod and chase you out of your tent. See? Affliction. Do you have faith that chooses afflictions? Third, do you have faith that esteems the reproach of Christ as a treasure? Fourth, do you have faith that chooses the wrath of God? Wrath of Satan rather than the wrath of God. So this morning, let us just examine ourselves. What? How do we make our choices? We have heard, no, 10 years, 10, I mean, uh, 14 years are over and we are on the 10th day of the 10th month. It's a good thing for us to examine ourselves and let, take a stock of the choices that we have made over the last 10 months. How do we choose our time? Yeah, I'll just go through it. Go through it again. Faith that refuses. Faith that chooses affliction. Faith that esteems reproach. Faith that chooses the wrath of Satan than the wrath of God. Excuse me? Chooses meaning I better fall into the hands of Satan than to fall in the hands of God. That's what I mean. The wrath of Satan is okay. What can Satan do? He can only kill my body, but not my soul. You understand? Examine ourselves this morning. Examine if Christ is in you. Christ in you. The hope of our glory. I really encourage our, our young people especially. You know, you have a fantastic start in this church especially. One of the things I, I honestly regret if I would have had a kind of start like you guys had. Oh boy. My life would have been different. Choices that I made, I can regret even today. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that. The problem is, it becomes a part of your character. Because it's, it's just not a, a decision that you made once. It's, it's a habit, it's a pattern. And the only way to break a pattern is to come under a new pattern. That is the reason why we should not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove that which is good, the acceptable, perfect will of God. This is an exhortation for all of us. Young people, our church is full of young people. A lot of promise. Lot of promise. And the youngsters who are coming, boy, what a, what, you have people who are slowly graduating up the curve. Your responsibility to become models for them to follow. I want to be like that brother. I want to be like that sister. I want to be like Jyoti. I want to be like Sam. I want to be like Peter. I want to be. Become examples for the others to follow so that you can be pointed and see this brother, you look at this brother, look at his testimony. That is the reason why no, let nobody despise you because of your age, Paul tells Timothy. Nobody despise you because of your age, but be an example to other believers first in speech, it says, in speech, in your conversation. You know how that happens? 
over a period of time, you made choices. You make your choices. And your choices make you. What will you choose today? Will you serve God in sincerity and truth? Or if it is evil for you to serve God, choose. As for me and my house, we can always say about only about ourselves, we will serve the Lord. Can we all stand up this morning in the presence of the Lord? Let's pray. Take a few moments this morning. See, God never comes to condemn. He's our father. But he also wants us to become like his sons in that we will have the mind of his son. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The mind that can make choices which will please the father. But that mind has to be exercised. That mind has to be nourished. That mind has to be protected. That mind has to be cherished. That mind has to be nurtured. That mind has to be disciplined. That mind has to come under the control and the headship and the authority of the eldership that God has placed you under. Dear brothers and sisters, this morning, in your in the deepmost parts of your inner heart and say, Lord, I want to make a commitment. Don't make a rash promise. Say, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me to choose. Help me to first refuse. Help me to choose. Help me to bear reproach. Help me to understand the wrath of God is much, much dangerous than the wrath of Satan. Let me have that faith. Choose us. That will bring glory, honor to your name, and that will edify and bless my church. May you find, O Lord, in us a faith that pleases you. For without faith, your word says, it is impossible to please God. For every man who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of all those who diligently seek him. And therefore, I pray, Lord Jesus, this morning, even as we seek you from the deepmost parts of our inner man, you would reward us with your presence. You would reward us with your fresh baptism and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But you would empower your people, your children, beginning with me, O Lord, to make choices that will bring a smile to your face. For those of us who have to repent, O Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, you would send the conviction of the Holy Spirit that we will be zealous and repent. O Lord, touch. Touch us. Young people, O Lord, especially here, so many young people in our church and many more youngsters coming up the learning curve. I pray, Lord Jesus, you will find elders Youngsters, youth, teenagers, oh Lord, who can be pointed out to and say, look at that brother, look at that sister. Look at that, 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 that uncle, look at that auntie, look at that, like, like Anna, look at that, that mother, look at that father. We will be examples, not stumbling blocks to other people who are coming up the learning, learning curve. But we will be fired up and excited about you. So that our zeal and our fire, Father, can be used to lighten the other candles, even in our own church, O Lord. Touch us. Touch us, O Lord, this morning. Empower us. Strengthen us, O Lord, in our resolve. Enable us to be resolved, to choose, 
enable us to be resolved to refuse. We thank you, Lord. We praise you for this morning that you have given to us. We believe that you have spoken to our hearts. It's 10th month of the 10th day. 10th day of the 10th month, I pray, Lord Jesus. Lord, your church will go out of the sanctuary with a fresh resolve, with a fresh commitment, having renewed their covenant with you. And saying, Lord, you've chosen me out of the furnace of affliction. Enable me, O Lord Jesus, to endure hardship. Even if it costs me, enable me to choose, suffer affliction, bear reproach, and to choose the wrath of Satan if need be. Thank you, Father. For you said in your word, Lord, you said, O Lord, in this world, you will have tribulations. But in me, you have peace. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome this world. Your word says, O Lord. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. All condemnation is taken away in Christ. Your word says, for there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for those brothers and sisters, Lord, who might have made bad choices and are coming under conviction. I pray, Lord, the Spirit of the living God, God will come and, Lord, the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse them even as they confess their sins because, Lord, you are more ready and willing to accept us. For you said in your word, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Those, though they be red as crimson, they'll be white as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be despised. You will be cut off. This morning, I pray, Lord Jesus, we will not refuse. We will come to you because we do not have a high priest who did not sympathize us with our weakness, but who was tempted in all points and yet without sin. We have an advocate, the person of Jesus Christ, who is there with us, pleading for us on our behalf to, the, to, the, to, to God the Father to save us from the wrath of God and to be made us accepted in the beloved. And therefore, O oh Lord, Father, you said in your word, O oh Lord, who is there to condemn? Who can bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who can say anything against God's elect? It is Christ who died for us. Christ who rose from the dead. Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Thank you, Father. If God be for us, who can be against us? And let your church and your people know this morning that God is for us and not against us. We were bought with a price. Therefore, I pray, Lord Jesus, we will refuse, we will choose, we will choose to bear affliction, we will choose to bear reproach, and we will choose the wrath of Satan rather than the wrath of God. Imbibe in us and let us cultivate that, cultivate that kind of faith even in our lives. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory for this time. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen.